Welcome everyone to episode 6 of the Fair City Podcast. This is the 14th podcast I on the Fair City Podcast Network, or 15th if I don't get around to editing this in time. Um, today we have a special guest with us to speak to, but before I get around to that, I suppose I better give my co-host a bit of an intro. He is the Batman to my Alfred, the Iron Man to my Jarvis, and the founder of the Fair City Podcast Network, Mr. David Stilby. Hello, what up guys? <laughs> hey buddy, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, good man. Yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> was that intro okay? Was it? I, it was. Yeah, it was familiar. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's pretty similar to like what you do, uh, just in reverse. Oh yeah. <laughs> I put a lot of thought in it. You can tell. <laughs> Were you just waiting for me to slate you? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was, <laughs> so you've been up this week. Um. Well, I discovered the greatest showman. Oh, here we go. Which yes. is fantastic. I. I I love it. I'm just such a sucker for that, to be honest. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I watched it too, and annoyingly, it was all right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I we spookily watched it in the same night. It was, well. Yeah, it was really weird. It was like I said, you, Steve, I'm watching the greatest show. Man. No, you dropped in the chat the next day. It was like, oh, I did this last night. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> so did I. That's ridiculous. Other than that, work, and I was recording the Buff Geek podcast on Thursday night. So you were retro games. Retro games was that. It one turns out it was retro style games. Games, not actual classic retro games like <laughs> Pac-Man, Pong. So it was games you didn't even know what you were doing then. So it was like didn't have a clue. first they, time playing. They didn't have instructions. There was nothing. <laughs> it was it was like a collection of uni projects. <laughs> oh no! C minus uni projects. <laughs> oh dear. Oh well. So, well, I'll get that listen at some point. What about then... you? What you been up to? Uh oh man, what have I been doing? Uh, a bit of gardening, just masses of housework, working. Yeah, okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing exciting whatsoever. Oh come on, you've been doing something exciting, surely. You watched the Greatest Showman. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I did, and and football. It's a World Cup. That's a, I've been watching World Cup pretty much twenty four seven. Yeah, you fell asleep now, yeah. <laughs> Lots of similarities here, uh, common tangents. Anyway, never mind, enough about us. So, we have a special guest on with us this week. He hails from across the pond, as we like to say, which is on the other side of the Atlantic. We are pleased today to be joined by Zach of the Round Earther Society podcast. Thank you very much for having me, guys. So, first thing I, I was going to straight jump in, and it's a very British thing, we always ask, how's the weather with you? Oh, it's great out here. Uh, no, it's uh, 90s. All the time now. Now, this is say, I see you boys speak fine. Oh, yeah, we talk centigrade. Yeah. So this all gets messed up in my head. Yeah. yeah. So that sounds to me something crazy like mid 30s centigrade. Um, Proper hot. Yeah, it's pretty freaking hot. It's pretty toasty. Yeah. <laughs> A good day to be indoors. Yeah, it's about 90s, about 32 centigrade. So. <sighs> Yeah, I think we I think we broke twenty today, and this is warm enough for <laughs> well, us. <laughs> when I when I got in my car earlier, it had been sitting baking in the heat, so I got in and it was like, and the aircon's broken, and it said thirty. But as soon as you That's start moving, it it gives you a more realistic number, and it dropped to like twenty six or something like that. And when I was sitting <laughs> in traffic, I was melting, absolutely, and it was like still sitting at twenty six. I'm going to get, like, one arm burnt and one arm's going to be pale because I have my hand hanging out the window, not even thinking about Classic it. Classic car tan. Popeye tan. <laughs> and, oh and this is a cool week. Last week, it would have hit. It was hitting over 100, so that's, like, 37, 38. 
Oh, no, I'd no thanks. I'm <laughs> Now, I, whereabouts in exactly in America are you? I have yet to figure that um, out. We are in Kansas City, Kansas. We're in a suburb of Kansas City, so real exciting place to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I did. Um, well, I could, you said uh, you said about six hours difference. So I knew fine you were in East Coast, and I knew you were in West Coast. Um, because we, we we can tell a lot of that quite easy with the way when shows are uh, broadcast and time and differences and yeah. stuff. So we we know that, you know either coast. It's how they split the middle part of America, as I like to call it. That we're never I'm never yeah. really sure where people are and stuff. Yeah, we're right smack. But it's it's that middle. massive. Kansas is good for runners, I think. It's pretty flat, isn't it's it? Pretty damn flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Kansas Marathon. I'd be quite happy with that, <laughs> except yeah. for the whole. Marathon Park. <laughs> Kansas where Superman was raised. What? Where uh, Superman was raised. Was he was he Kansas? Was he Kansas? Yeah, I believe so. It was he. Uh, yeah, it was maybe. Yeah, I was I thinking more Dorothy, was. Wizard of Oz, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. maybe Superman's a better a, a geekier way for me to go, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh dear. <laughs> cool. So um give us a quick uh, summary of, of what your podcast is about, Zach. Sure. Um I, I, I lean towards saying it's a political podcast, but it's not really. Um, we, what we try and do every week, uh, to the best of our ability is ask some kind of question that we think, uh, is at least the very least pretty difficult to answer. We ask a lot of questions that don't really have answers. So we, we've done episodes on, you know, is God real? Um, you know, things like, um when does free speech and hate speech when do where do those diverge um and all kinds of things we've also done episodes on conspiracy theories bigfoot um all kinds of all kinds of stuff so we talk about whatever we want but we we try and do something at least a little bit cerebral every week and is that sort of pre-planned? Is that something you'd you'd set out in the early days and go, this is exactly what I want to talk about? And you got together with Jesse and says, right, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Or is it just evolved through uh, time? Um, I would say, you know, when we started, I think we had a more political idea. I th- We thought it was going to be more political than it was, uh, or at least than it has ended up being. Now, we talk political issues, but... You know, our our shtick, our original shtick was Jesse's a right-wing conservative, and I'm fairly far left-wing. And so we thought it'd be interesting to approach questions from different, completely different perspectives and come back and just talk about it. So when we pick what we're going to talk about and we go and sit down to do the show, I have no idea what Jesse's going to say, and Jesse has no idea what I'm going to say. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. So you both come into it quite, uh, quite fresh, and, and, and you just roll with it yeah. and see how that's, it goes. Yeah. So it's a natural kind of discussion. I like that, because we've had this debate before about whether we advise people of what we're going to talk about beforehand when asked the question, or if we come in fresh. And I, I prefer the fresh approach, where you can just give a, a totally natural, reactive response Rather than a pre-planned one. Yeah, and like and there idea. are times where we have a topic in mind, but the conversation just goes elsewhere, and we'll throw it in the trash and <laughs> just talk about whatever we get to. 
Yeah, there's a couple episodes. What is it? Episode so episode two and three. Uh, two, which is Perfect Society Part 2. I think it was about the 40-minute mark before you'd actually got on Part 4 yeah. because you'd been talking about other stuff. Yeah. And then Episode 3, which is God is Real, it was the 50-minute mark before, <laughs> before I think Jesse turned around and said to you, we better talk about a topic. Then, eh? <laughs> that's, that's usually what happens, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes those tangents get so big that the episode never even really happens. It's just one long tangent <laughs> string of them. So... Well, normally, yeah, normally you spend a tangent to be like maybe five minutes at the most. You, you guys go on wild ones. Yeah, we go on, <laughs> we we dive pretty deep into those tangents. <laughs> I would say a five minute tangent is pretty short if I was on. <laughs> maybe that's me, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our tangents will go 20, 30 minutes, whole episode, whatever, whatever happens. So you're going back to, to what you said that you, you and Jesse obviously come from very. Well, maybe not maybe very different backgrounds, but your, your ideas are very one side versus another. But from what I've listened to so far and when you're talking about it, you're both very respectful about every about each other's position on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's part of the reason we wanted to start is because at least in America right now, things are so deeply polarized politically. Um, and, you know, we just... F- we actually we worked together and we were friends and uh we found that we could have productive political conversations between someone who's who two people who have very different viewpoints so um we kind of wanted to a we thought that was an interesting concept but also we wanted to show that it's still possible to have two people who disagree and still respect each other and uh find find respect even in those disagreements you know um but yeah we we uh we really get along really well even though we're we're super polar opposites politically (laughs) (laughs) is that is that quite a common thing do you do do you find that you know even in day-to-day life or work politics is quite a, a a highly talked about subject where you are uh yeah big time uh with with everything going on with trump and all that everyone has decided to become political now and Mm -hmm. uh now you got to deal with a bunch of dumbasses that weren't political before and don't know what they're talking about because (laughs) you know i've been super politically inclined since i was like 16 years old and you know, Jesse has always been really involved in politics. He writes, he has a small publishing company and he writes articles and things like that about political and social issues. And he's been doing that for a long time. So we're, we're both pretty political veterans, but right now everyone thinks they know shit. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very stressful. I've actually removed myself from a lot of current events because it's so, it's, stresses me out too much people are just <laughs> people are just so fucking yeah. stupid and i can't i can't handle it <laughs> so I, I don't know what you find round about here but i mean so we, we're we're, we're kind of unique because we're up in scotland and scotland's on a devolved parliament from westminster mm-hmm. so we control a lot of our own issues but we're still very much tied to the the, the great british political system sure. and there's a bit of an it's almost like a small internal fight up here there's you're either pro-Scotland and you vote SNP, Scottish National Party, 
or you'll vote one of the traditional Westminster parties. And I, I don't know about you, but I find a lot of people don't like talking politics up here mm-hmm. very much for that one reason. Except when the big events happen. So when Brexit happened, everyone was political, and I mean heated political. You had friendships breaking apart. You had, you know, like loads of discussions just going awry all the time. And then you had the same with the independence vote as well, Scottish independence. And so I am one of those dumbasses who <laughs> had an opinion only for that event, pretty much. And the rest of the time, I'm quite... Quite sort of, passive about yeah, it. Yeah, I am. I'm very, very yeah, much so. I, think, I mean, I think we hear more about Trump in our media mm-hmm. than we do our own political system at the moment. Yeah. Because he's he's just... He, he can... He has that power over the media. He's just... He's the story. Yeah. It's... um. You know, like you said with Brexit, you know, when these big disruptor events happen, uh, all of a sudden everyone gets sucked in. And you have all these people that weren't involved before or maybe don't understand the bigger picture. Um, And now, you know, I want people to go out and, you know, vote and do their thing. And but you've got all these people that don't know about anything else. They just know about this one topic and so like brexit you know that was obviously that was a huge thing for you guys big big decision big disruptor of what's been going on and now we've got a disruptor in the white house 24 <laughs> uh, 7 <laughs> because every day it's a new it's something new that's just off the wall not what you expected and uh so now everything is political all the time at, le- at least that's been my experience. In the lead up to him getting uh, uh, voted in, did uh, uh, over here it was very much a oh look, uh, Donald Trump's running for president. He's never going to get in, and it just became a, I wouldn't say a running joke. That's maybe not the right way to put it, but I never believed in any way that he was ever going to win. It was a massive kind of sense of disbelief throughout the whole thing. I think yeah. yeah. Did, did that was that kind of similar over with you? It was a big upset. Yeah, um, I don't even think Donald Trump supporters thought he was going to win. I don't think he thought he was going to win. And so, you know, when, when we were watching on election night, me and my friends, I mean, it was just, I know to some people it was the greatest day ever, but it was a little Mm. bit terrifying. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. this, we've just trusted this fucking guy to, you know, lead the country and that that just seemed like such a poor call and still seems like it um but he came in swinging from day one did he not he take you out of the trans-pacific uh agreement on his first day in the office and a lot of things that he said he was going to do i mean that's the only thing that i can say from so far and we are very much outsiders on this so this is just a sure. you know a, a small a media view. perception sure. almost, he yeah. yeah he has he has he does come across very non-establishment. He came, he had this idea, he went with it, people voted for it, and now he's in there, he's like, but I don't care what the rules are, I said I was going to do this, I'm making it happen, I'm doing it. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, one thing I will, you know, give to his credit, I guess, uh, much to my chagrin, um, is that <laughs> he he has he has gotten a lot done in his time in office. He's really pushed hard on the issues he said he was going to push hard on. Um, but 
unfortunately, I disagree with almost all of his policy decisions. Um, he pulled out of the climate, the climate agreement, the Paris agreement, which was, uh, yeah, which yeah. I thought, was a big yeah, I thought was a disaster. And actually his secretary of state at the time, because I don't know if you guys know this, he fires everyone all the time. Like every day, we, someone, we hear bits and pieces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every day someone gets fired. Um, his last, I, we've gone through, this is our second secretary of state since he's been in office. But, uh, the old one was a CEO of Exxon Mobil, Rex Tillerson. Um, and even he said we shouldn't pull out the climate agreement. And I'm like, you've got this big oil guy <laughs> telling you not to do this and you're still going to do it. That was a very stressful day. But yeah, he, uh, he does what he says he's going to do. I mean, to an extent, uh, he, but he also has a disconnected relationship with the truth. So what, what he says and what he does, they don't match up perfectly because I don't think he knows what he's saying half the time. Uh. (laughs) Or he forgets. Or, you know, there was a whole, he deleted a tweet, and was there, is there not some kind of rule, if anything goes on the official POTUS Twitter, it's not allowed to be deleted? Have I got that right? You know, I'm not sure. It, it, it breaks, you know, sure enough. Okay, I, I'm sure, well, this is how they're reporting over here. From what I remember, the problem was that if anything goes up there, it's meant to stay there forevermore, because if it's almost like you're deleting evidence type yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, it's how, the, how the media were spinning it. And, he, and this tweet had gone up, and he deleted it, and there was a big hoo-ha about it. Well, over here, obviously, if you never heard about it, it couldn't have been that bad <laughs> where you were, but, <laughs> but over here, we're like, oh my god, he's, he's doing all this stuff. Uh um, it's, it's something different. It certainly is. Someone needs to take that man's phone away from him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He just loves getting in fights online. He doesn't matter, does he? I don't know whose call that was. We're like, yeah, let him keep it. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can imagine it though. It's like, uh, Mr. Trump, I need your phone, sir. You're fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You got no hope. You just next. have to deal with it. So what, you got another two and a half years? Uh, Yeah, so 2020 will be the next yeah. one. So Unless he passes a, a law that says he can stay in power forevermore, you know, and then pass it down the line in the, in the Trump family, you know. It's scary, but I... I wouldn't be surprised if he tried it. I really think he'd Almost love to be... Almost creating the royal family. He'd love to be God Emperor <laughs> for life. Like, I... <laughs> and there are a lot of people here who would fucking dig it, too. And it's like, <laughs> oh my god. I I just can't... I The children that are growing up now... I, I, I feel like are not going to realize that this is not normal. This is not hmm. what happens. This is not... You know, and I feel like, I don't know, that if if kids grow up thinking this is normal, then we're going to have a string of really poor decisions coming down. And that's like Kanye 2024. Like, that's like... <laughs> We we seen the Kanye for twenty twenty thing over oh, here. Yeah. That, that was you know that that blew up enough that it was like no way is he going to run. I'm for voting it. for the wrong, <laughs> right? Yeah, the man who can do no wrong. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, well, Kanye has since said he's not going to run until Donald Trump's out of office because he's a Trump supporter. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but 
I mean, fuck. If Kanye gets elected, I'm moving. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit of final straw. There's snakes over here. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> one day of the year. <laughs> There's, there's only so much you can do. I, I do my best to put forth a positive message, but if, if people can't, I can't save the whole country. If, if it goes down the toilet, I've got to just abandon shit. Um, you talked about that a few times, about how you find that the, the two-party system is very much a problem in itself uh, uh, in America. But, I'm, I, I mean, I don't know how many other... I'm not massively into politics throughout the world. We've got... We're a little bit more... We've got a few more parties, but it, in 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 reality, it almost boils down to two as either Labour or Conservative. Mm-hmm. It's red and blue. And uh, and they tend to be on a, on a on just a, a cycle. It rotates through one... One party has to do something, the other half don't like it, and eventually they get voted out and it swings. But And it just has this constantly rotating effect. Is that kind of similar in America? Yeah. I think people just get fed up after a while and then just vote the other way? Yeah, I, I think this time was a little bit different, but typically, you know, I think people get get sick of what... Because no one's policies work the way they say they're going to work. And so, you know, Obama did his big health care reform. Well, that didn't work exactly the way he said it was going to work. So people are, you know, fed up with the democratic lies or whatever. And so they go conservative. And then the conservatives put in a bunch of tax cuts and shit. And the economy hits the tank. And everyone's fed up with conservative nonsense now. And it just goes, it just goes back and forth. And it's interesting that you guys have a system that opens the way for more parties, um, and it still ends up rotating between two, um, sort of a pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the difference here is our, I, as far as what I can tell, our right wing is a lot farther right wing than your guys's conservatives. Mm. Um. So we've got conservative conservatives. Yeah, I mean, it, it, just when you're saying it opens up the way to new parties, there's lots of new parties come and go, you, you know, like um, the Stark Raven Looney Party, for example. Oh, you know, and, you know uh, just silly things like that, but they come and go and it always ends up back down to really, really four, two. but really two. Yeah, so, yeah. Is it four? So the SNP, the SNP have the third largest seat holding in Westminster, but because they they only ever get representation from Scotland, they can never. Well, it doesn't look like they're ever going to grow in a party that can actually hold any form of power. They then are served the Lib Democrats, who were at the, the time the third biggest party. But the two of them, even if you combined everything they got, wouldn't even scratch the surface of either of the big two. So it is a very open system, and there are lots of other parties that can come in, and lots of independents run in local areas. And I think last time round, about three or four independents actually got the seat in their area. Um, because people get that disillusion, they just vote for somebody they know for the local area rather than somebody who's affiliated with a party. I mean, here, the the person who represents the SNP where I live, she doesn't live in this area. I've never seen her. Mm-hmm. She's some lawyer who lives in a city, you know, 50 miles away. Um, but she just happens to be the person who's representing our area and stuff. So I can see why people vote for local people. 
Yeah, I, I people, I, I feel like just vote party lines, uh, pretty consistently, and uh, it's that's really, really not good. That's not what we want, um, because <laughs> we end up having Donald Trump's president, and we, <laughs> and you know, these people who have been what I would call real, uh, you know, conservatives who are reasonable well-meaning people uh ended up voting for this guy and that's just a huge shock i mean he he swept with the evangelical christian vote here um which is just a shock to me i mean the guys what covered up how many affairs with porn stars and (laughs) all kinds of stuff and i'm like this is our number one evangelical choice that (laughs) See, I mean, I just, I, I think people are pretty party blind here, honestly. We get, we get a little bit of that here, uh, particularly in the last couple of years with, with Brexit and the, the independence vote and stuff. What we get a lot of people doing is tactically voting. Um, so the reality is, you've in most places in the UK, you, you've got maybe two two parties are running for the seat, and yeah, okay, there's there's ten candidates, but there's only a good chance of one or you know one's going to win it resoundingly or uh, there's going to be two people in a runoff for a seat and you, and you either vote if, it, if it's your guy and you're happy with that that's fine you can vote for them but if not what everyone else does is vote for the lesser of two evils mm-hmm. um, I, I mean I don't know if, that, if, if any of that happens and or, or do you think America's pretty good at, at sticking you know I'm, I'm a Republican and I will vote Republican and I will believe in that I think I think this last, at least the presidential vote, people felt like they were making a lesser of two evils choice. Um, hmm. Because I'm I'm a left winger. Did I like Hillary Clinton? No, not particularly. Um, I think she's kind of a frigid bitch. But... <laughs> <laughs> Makes it sound like you've hit on a <laughs> Didn't go well. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I was just like, you know, at least I know what she's going to do. She's not going to do anything that's going to go super against the grain. Um, And so I was like, well, obviously that's the choice because especially since he's a conservative, if he goes against the grain, it's going to go really conservative. And that's what I really don't want. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was a lesser of two evils vote this time. Normally, I think it's a party line thing. Although, I think if the Democrats had put forward a better candidate, we would have been in a totally different spot than where we are right now. Um, which I think is a pretty, uh, pretty not a good spot to be in. I just want to point out... This tangent has been a lot longer than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally my fault. I'm, I'm meant to be running the show today and I've just gone I've just gone in deep. I'm like, oh, I'm asked this question. But let's go. Yeah, what's going on here? What's going on? So, yeah, sorry. We, we have digressed massively. We are meant to be talking about a, your, your show and you specifically. But I suppose... Your passions as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is clearly one of them. It does come through on, on the episodes. Do, do you have to find you, you put quite a lot of research into each episode before you... You make them, or are you and Jesse pretty much just, you turn up and you know what you're going to talk about, and you just roll with it? It it depends on the topic. So, we try not to have 
off-the-cuff conversations about things that are super heavily reliant on, let's say, numbers or statistics or things like that. So we try not to have offhand conversations about, you know, let's say guns or something where we have to know gun violence statistics. We have to know, you know, laws in other countries to compare them to. We have to know a bunch of stuff. So, uh, but when we talk about something like free speech, well, I mean, how many, how many real facts do you need? You know, you could, it's most of, it's mostly a philosophical topic, I think. Um, so we, we split it. Uh, a lot of times there's no research. Sometimes there is. Uh, it it depends on the topic, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, a perfect society, that, what you started off with, that sounded like you were very, very heavily prepared before you went into recording because you both had uh, this idea of how you want to create your perfect society. I mean, I mean that, that, that might just be the way it came across mm-hmm. when I was listening back, but mm-hmm. that one sounded like a lot of time had gone into to both of you creating how you wanted to build this. Yeah, that one that one we did do a lot of work on because we wanted to set up uh, kind of where we were both coming from. We thought that's why we did that for our first episode is to show you know what our ideals are exactly, so they know that you know a that me and him are not the same, and b that um, just establish the direction we're going to be coming from that's and that's why we did that first view uh, in in the sort of first what you've been about six seven months you've you've been recording that? since yeah since last october so we've done about 20 episodes we've missed a couple weeks here and there but uh yeah we've done 20 i we just released our 20th episode have you had to deal with any negative feedback in that time mm, not uh, not a ton um i we have people who tell us we're uh fake news or uh <laughs> oh, no. oh that is the slanted. buzzword of yeah. the last year <laughs> uh, that we're somehow left slanted but that's not the case so but no people are generally i think we try and be extremely fair um mm-hmm. about all the ideas we discuss we try and be and even if let's say both of us agree on something, one of us will try and represent the other side fairly and um, not, we try not to build straw men and, you know, so we, we take a lot of care in how we discuss things so as to, you know, not alienate people too much. Yeah, I've seen that in your latest tweet because you were like, if you've got any, if you don't like what we're saying, you know, give us a message kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Doug and Anthony from Who's Right were like almost like encouraging people like yeah yeah check these guys out and if you don't you know, if you don't like it let us know <laughs> yeah <laughs> we 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 like it we have no problem I mean and I think I've said this on the show is fuck if you really have a problem with something we say you know write us a write us an email detail your position I'll read it out loud I'll have you come on I don't care. Uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, we really care about, you know, we want a diverse set of opinions and a, all the ideas to be represented. I firmly believe that Jesse would be on board to have a white supremacist on the show, honestly. Um, I'd be on board. I'd do it. Um, we're, even though we try not to upset people too much, well, I mean, we don't refrain from upsetting people. We try and be fair, um, 
we entertain a lot of ideas that maybe a lot of people wouldn't entertain i would say Mm -hmm. and so we want to do our best to respond to everything anything that comes in because obviously we value everybody and we want to we want to do the best show we can and it's still a form of feedback you know you still the first thing you know is like oh good someone's listened to right well what they're talking about you know it's a a bit of validation if they're agreeing with you and even if not it's it's not the worst thing in the world yeah and and we're in touch with anybody anybody who gets in contact with us gets a response absolutely i email everyone back i message everyone back on facebook it's all taken care of so people who listen know they can they, it's very interactive they can get in touch with us if they really have something they need to say that as you actually mentioned that as part of your intro is yeah. it not and if and if and if you think there's something stupid that we say yeah yeah you know right in that's it's funny it's, it's in the first couple of minutes every episode yeah. which is great um also on, on that intro bit the uh, now I've, I've not heard every episode yet but um there's the the intro parts where sound like matthew mcconaughey and, and richard attenborough yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that who? Who does that for you? Have you? Did you get someone to do it for we, you, or is that one of you guys? No, uh, we hired people to do that who sounded like Matthew McConaughey and uh, David Attenborough. Yeah. Uh, oh, David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Richard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we hired people to one. do that. Um, so we have the three intros in rotation because we couldn't decide on on just one. Uh, so there's another one I haven't heard yet. Oh, oh. oh. Well, there's the f- first it? one that's a reggae intro on our very. F- oh yeah, no, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so is that the three that you just put in rotation? Yeah, we just put them in rotation and. There will probably be more because I spent a lot of time playing with intros when we first started. Um, those were just the three that made the cut that ended up being put in. So oh, that's genius, <laughs> like hiring someone to do it. That, that's brilliant because because I can't shift this accent, so I can't pretend <laughs> to be anyone else. You know? <laughs> Maybe like Robert Carlyle or you, McGregor, but yeah. <laughs> that's not exotic. Well, it is actually. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. Alan Cumming lives, what, ten minutes outside of Perth or something like. Or he's got a house ten minutes outside of Perth. So just knock on his door and do, go and say this quick. Thanks, man. <laughs> Don't even tell him why we're using it. <laughs> so when you uh, when you first got into podcasting, what was the what was your your aspirations or your goal? Did you did um, did you have an idea before you even started recording what where you were going to go with it? We uh, wanted to be. I I don't know I I don't know exactly how to how to phrase it, but we wanted to show that people can still have conversations from different sides of the aisle and come to a, a some kind of mutual understanding and agreement because we really felt like the dialogue had broken down between the two sides um and jesse and i are very quick to criticize the extremist movements on both sides because both of them are are dangerous and awful in different ways um so we we wanted to be sort of let's say a a light in the darkness for uh maybe some more rational thought and try and pull back from this extremism that's running so rampant both in the united states and now in europe it's spread to 
with uh i don't know i know france the there was a far really far right wing uh i think it's a prime minister that someone was running i don't believe she won but uh, marine le pen yeah yeah she was very close she ended up in the final yeah, I think yeah, it was the final two. Yeah, and I don't think the actual final runoff was particularly close, but the fact she made the final two, I think, was the, the most surprising thing about it. It was big news all. over here, too. Yeah. Yeah. And there are Poland's current government is pretty right wing. And there's another. Was it Austria as well? I was going to say Switzerland, but right, it's, it might, yeah. it's one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, last time around, they voted. They were in danger of having a really quite right wing party in power as well. Um, so, so you're quite yeah, you're right. I think it there still seem to be a bit of a resurgent, and it's not, and it's not just a little bit right wing. It's like pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, right. and it seems to me like uh, this this rise in at least right-wing extremism is a result of you know the conflict in the middle east and immigration and all that stuff i think a lot of it's fed by you know fear and uh some xenophobia obviously but um i and it's happening here too and it's very scary to see the world go down that road again uh you know we we've we've been there we've been down that far right extremist route and it it's not pleasant we've been down a far left extremist route and it it's also very unpleasant so i why we're revisiting these old ideas is a mystery to me kind of got to try and find the happy medium somewhere eh? yeah one thing i want to know is what made you choose the name round earther society for your podcast where'd that come from um that was a very long discussion. It took us months to decide on a name. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think we ended up, I mean, we were making fun of flat earthers at one point because I don't, I don't know how prominent flat earth theory is over there, but it seems like there's a lot of them over here. Um, and we we're just making fun of flat earthers and we're like, <laughs> yeah, we're round earthers. And <laughs> <laughs> Like, you hear it getting tired occasionally, but it, it's not that massive. It, it's almost here. a joke in a way. Like yeah. there was a there was a flat earthers tweet where they said something about we've got believers all around the globe, and the, uh, like <laughs> <laughs> there was there was someone else that put say that again really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was quite funny. But they are they're, they're kind of this. Uh, they almost seem like a joke to be honest. Kind of like Scientology was at one point as well. You know, it's that kind of, it, it, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like, like people who believe it really believe it in a way. Yeah. But I, just the impression I get anyway from my limited exposure to these sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's terrifying that these ideas are still being pushed. I mean, when are we going to get over it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Probably never. <laughs> and they're like, they're, they're like, there's no evidence that the Earth is round and Tim Peake's looking out of his satellite space station going, I have video proof you here. You know what? <laughs> I can see it. I don't know if you heard about it's a this, live feed. but a guy in Nevada here built a rocket and launched himself into space so he could prove that the Earth was flat. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> I heard he was gonna. I didn't realise he'd done it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so what happened? Well, his... Did he come back and go like, I don't want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy was like in his 60s. He, he built the rocket himself. And his first one, I believe, did not go very well. The launch did not go as planned. And the second one, I think he made it, but there was an issue on the way down and he injured himself in some way. But I haven't heard his thoughts on uh, what he discovered in space. <laughs> see, see, I'd be, if I was, if I really believed the Earth was flat, I'd be scared to propel myself up in case I hit it too hard and sent everyone flying. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> the wrong side of a tip. <laughs> like tipping a plate, you know? <laughs> oh dear. That's just the way my mind works, I guess. But <laughs> and that's without energy drinks. There's no unofficial sponsor this week. I'm not drinking normally, it. Normally it's your. It gives me of... the gut rot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've had to give it up on that. Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> It was giving me unpleasant side effects. They were, they were okay for me, but they were unpleasant for other people, so... <laughs> <laughs> the um, one thing that you've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast, and I was, I was going to ask you about, was um, sort of lost audio. Have you have you managed to... Has there been a couple of recordings that, for whatever reason, never made it? Our very, our very first episode never made it um, because we recorded and it it was not bad we just glanced over a lot of really important things and we didn't want you know we talked about things like you know racism and sexism and stuff like that and we just felt like we shouldn't release our first episode with such polarizing content um so we dropped that one um the other times we've lost audio we'll say lost are i i don't know how much you guys have listened to but um both jesse and i more so me um are very open and honest on our show um i talk a lot about my personal life and what's going on and issues i'm having um and so there have been times where we've gotten 30 minutes in um and i've been like you know what I probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, I probably because even though it's very personal, and I try and you know talk as in depth as I can about whatever's going on, I I never want to call anybody out or make anyone feel uncomfortable. So if I know I have friends that listen to the show, and so I I try we take stuff out if it we feel like it might hint towards who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, so do you find the podcasting kind of helps you talk about those kind of things as well? It's yeah, it's it's therapeutic, and I, I, ideally, you know, we'd like it to when we talk about that kind of stuff, we'd like it to help other people too. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. We've done a whole, we did a whole episode with some guys called uh, the Better Ideas Podcast. We both released the same episode. Um, and uh me and one of the other guys we went in depth about just kind of issues with depression and um how we felt how 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 you know depression feels for people who haven't struggled with that at all and then also you know i talked a lot about what i felt like if you were struggling with things what you should do what 
where your obligations lie, things like that. Just, um, so yeah, I, we try and be open and honest about our, our personal experiences. Yeah. And I guess like the, like you're saying, it's very therapeutic because one of the key things is to talk about it. I believe having never really, having never suffered from depression, I don't know, but I, I know other people have suffered from anxiety and things like that. And they're told, talk about it. You know, put it on, go on social media, you know, post an update if you feel not great, phone someone. So, yeah, I think it's great. And I think it's a good way to encourage others, um, like you're saying, to talk about it. Yeah. Even start their own podcast to talk about it or just sit with friends, you know, and and mm. listen to other people's struggles as well. And yeah, no, that is that's good. Yeah. And I've actually, I've been working on a mental health podcast that's going to be coming out soon um excellent that uh is going to be focused primarily on that um that aspect of things so that's brilliant yeah yeah i really like that idea um we want to i the the whole concept is just that i want to get other people on to talk about what they've been through with their struggles with just mental health issues or whatever it is um Mm -hmm. so i can get a, a number of people and just basically a big long way to say you know hey you're not you're not alone out there like other people feel like shit all the time too like um so yeah, yeah. is that just that's just in development you haven't recorded it that's yet. that's just that's in development but it's it's coming it's greenlit it's coming out it's not just i, yeah. I think that's a, a yeah i think that's another good kind of natural progression of podcasting as well is you might have ideas or you might want to talk about something that doesn't quite fit in with what you're doing, which is where this came from as well. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to, like, in, in our situation, uh, the Buff Geek podcast, we didn't run it. We didn't want to tell him how to run his show, you know, so that's where this was born from. And it is, it's a great idea to kind of not limit yourself to just talking about your topic, but being able to branch out like that so yeah. no that's that's really good yeah and jesse does another show as well about like old video games and old movies and stuff i mean there's just there's stuff we both really like to talk about that doesn't fit in perfectly with the narrative so we're, we we want to so bring you're gonna have your own outlets that you can talk about what you want and then you can come together for round earthers and yeah cover everything off really yeah 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 have you got quite a, a strict recording schedule with Round Earthers, or have you just been pretty flexible on that? We we record, we try and record every weekend. Uh, so once a week, uh, it's just a matter of whether I end up getting it edited and releasing it. It's just 90% of the time if we're late, it's my fault, because I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can totally sympathize with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Ed- editing can be a, such a struggle. Like sometimes, if I've got to edit the podcast, depends on which one it is. Um, but sometimes it's like, oh, I'll do another ten minutes tonight. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half. Uh, I, I I once did an editing for the, the American football cast, and what I did is making a point of cutting out every time somebody paused and went um, and then carried on their sentence. I think I must have edited. I must have taken me about three and a half hours to edit something that was only about forty minutes long. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. It's just, that is just a horrific waste of time. <laughs> so. Although I, I think the, I found, depending on the, the podcast, like our episode two, we've talked about our episode two so many times. It was a Skype chat, but there was so much delay. It was horrific, but we managed to stitch something together. It just took me a long time. 
Um, but I think generally probably twice as long as the podcast potentially to deal with it. Yeah. Twice as long as the recording. And we've also had some problems of bleed, you know, like a noise coming out of a headphone that the microphone picks up and you get like an echo on the on the recording track. So when you've got to merge the two together, you, you sometimes have problems we had, matching it all up. We had our, our buddy Stu on for our third episode and that happened on his end in the sound recorded and I gave him such a hard time for it. And then on our last episode with Giles, I did it. So that's why you see me sitting back like this. Uh, because I'm trying to make sure he's not close yeah, to the microphone. Because my headphones yeah. kept bleeding in and I didn't realise until I was editing back. I was like, oh, that's really echoey. And then I muted muted our audio and I was like, his audio is better than ours. <laughs> he was the guest, but it sounded like he was the host. <laughs> my, my brother actually asked. He actually asked me, you know, he's like, was he in the room with you? I was like, no, no, no. no, no yeah, he, just, no. he just got a better system yeah. than us. <laughs> we, find Have you that, fi- we find that yeah. every time we sit down to do a podcast and we're like, oh, we don't need to wear our headphones this time. We'll just go with it. That's when we have a shit ton of like clicks or something crazy like that that comes in and just <laughs> that's just always how it goes yeah, yeah. <laughs> jesse did say that at one point he's like why have you got a headphone in you yeah. remember what happened the last time you didn't have your headphones and you're like okay fine yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so on that i mean I, I imagine you're probably very much like me there's a lot of learning as you go Mm-hmm. Um, and things that you you know in the first seven months you, stuff that you you did in early episodes you would never do again and stuff is there any sort of tips or tricks that you've picked up as you've gone along that you can um you know i just i i guess the only thing i would say is just uh i think it took us a while to find our our niche as in, you know, what was the f- exact format of the show going to be? Because I think over time, the more you listen to it, you realize the show becomes actually a looser and looser format over time, I think. Um, and we have kind of landed on that looser format as opposed to we had more strict things in mind. So I guess my only thing is just let the show evolve naturally, you know. Um, your conversations are going to go where they're going to go. And, you know, part of what makes part of what makes a show interesting is going places other people, you know, don't go. So we always entertain our tangents because we never know where that's going to lead us as opposed to, you know, whatever we were supposed to talk about. No, I like that idea. Just to, And I think that's what's happening with us as well as we have evolved from. Our first one where it was just us two. And uh, then, I, do you know what? I, I don't even know if I want to listen to that back, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just get this weird feeling. I'm going to listen to it back and be like, what were we doing? Yeah. Well, but yeah, there is a bit of finding your feet. and, and Exactly. You know, and, yeah. and even even like on the Buff Geek podcast, your, your role specifically evolved from <laughs> the man keyboard the man. Yeah, you know, you were, you were the net to my Spidey, or to Johnny's Spidey, and then, you know, it evolved into... It's Steve. Hashtag yeah. it's Steve. We've not said that yet tonight. Uh, hashtag yeah. it's Steve. Hashtag <laughs> it's Steve. Remember, hashtag it's Steve. There you go. Thanks. You're <laughs> I, yeah, I was very. I had no intent when I was invited on first. I I very much thought I was just going to be like, um, you know, guy in the chair, fact checking, mm-hmm. giving them a help. I you know had a big monitor up so that anything I was typing the computer they could see as they were 
they were talking away and I had no intention of of talking at any point and then right at the end they're like what was it you said I can't remember exactly you, you want to sign off like, Steve or yeah. something like that <laughs> so tell everyone who you are I was just like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> just had no I, I just was Rabbit not expecting <laughs> Beautiful. I think that was my exact words when it happened. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. And we talk about it on every single podcast because Steve's gone from that to this. Where you know he he's running two podcasts, features on a third podcast. You know, so uh, it's almost too much. <laughs> For us. <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, yeah, you, you get you just get more confident with it through time. Anyway, it's the same with anything you do. You know, just it just becomes you just get easier. Yeah, I go back and listen to the our first episode and the amount of ums and pauses and things like that. As I listen on, I'm like, wow, these conversations float so much better and they they work so much better than our original ones. We've discussed taking down our first episode, but uh, we we decided to leave it up because we felt like that wasn't we wanted people to be able to hear where we were as compared to where we are now. Because I think it's a very different. I think we both improved quite a bit our conversations, <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, I think that's all the kind of is that all the questions we've got. Did we uh, did we talk yeah. about inspirations? Uh, no, 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 no. We haven't done that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far away. All right. Okay. So, so from the podcast, and then you decided to get going with it, but. Is there anything out there that inspires you to try something new or just to keep going with it? Or did something, was there a, a sort of catalyst in the first instance that set you off on the podcasting journey? Um, I did a podcast about three years ago with a friend. Um, and that was pretty short-lived, I'd say. Right. And then Jesse and I were working together and he mentioned wanting to do one. And uh, so we kind of met up and got coffee a couple of times and talked about what we could maybe make happen. Um, and I think why we landed on this idea of doing something very free and very open um, mm-hmm. because that's that's how both of us are. You know, we're we try and be very uh, open people. So we want to. We wanted to do something that would allow for us to be ourselves in our entirety and not have to yeah. put on a face. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think that's that's all the question. So we do we do another segment. We do a segment where we ask you to sort of signal boost something. So it doesn't have to be podcast related necessarily, but maybe movies you like or a band you like or anything at all, something that you're interested in, games you play, things like that. So is there anything you want to give a shout out to or a signal boost to? Just uh, randomly plug plug something I'm into. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Sure. Uh, There's a great, great guy out there making great music called uh, Amigo the Devil. He's pretty small right now, Um, but he makes great, like, kind of creepy Halloween-y folk music. And uh, it's it's great. So I would definitely is that uh, amigo as in a m i g o exactly yes yeah cool amigo amigo the devil I I just like the name yeah I know yeah yeah. (laughs) I'm intrigued already (laughs) (laughs) that's cool yeah amigo right we'll go we'll go and we'll see what he's saying in a minute (laughs) Um, right so yeah that that's probably my word we're fifty six (laughs) minutes so I want to thank you again for coming on. Uh, just please go and everyone who's listening go and check him and Jesse out in Round Earth Society podcast 
Say that again slower. <coughs> the Round Earthers Society Podcast. Good boy. Did <laughs> <laughs> it way too fast. Apologies. <laughs> it's like the Round Earthers Society Podcast. It's exciting Four words. Four words. <laughs> Not one. Uh, one continues. I just want to do a, a quick sort of shout out section. I want to give a massive shout out to the Brit Pod scene for asking us to be a part of their amazing community this week. Um, particular shout out to Stacey from Rough Giraffe Podcast and Carla from Theme Park Films Podcast for making it happen. Uh, also, we've mentioned them a few times, but a quick shout out to Stu, Kev and Paul for helping keep his team going over the last three months. And I'll just do the, the way we're at, unless you want to do them. Uh, no, I'm going to give Zach the, the, the lead on that first. So Excellent. where can where can everyone find you if you want to shout out all your socials and Sure. Uh, we're on, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, um, all Stitcher, all the big ones. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter at RES Podcasts, Facebook.com slash RES Podcasts. Um, and obviously people can always get in touch with us on Facebook or through email, which is at the top of every show. So, so you can find us at fcpod.net we've got our website up and running now we did talk Woo-hoo! about yeah we talked about it before uh, you can also find us at instagram facebook and twitter at fcpodnet and you know what if you like if you like what you've heard tonight and think i'd love to buy these guys a beer then we have the kind of long distance solution for you so if you visit www.patreon.com forward slash fcpodnet uh, you can help us to keep chatting to amazing guests such as Zach and producing great news shows such as Inside the Ogre's Cavern and the American Football Cast. You can find me at Stoby and at Buff Geek Podcast and I've already said at FC Podnet. I need to... I need <laughs> to, I need to We've got like too many Twitters yeah, now. <laughs> I, I, I need to get that handle. I might get that handle at everything. At everything, yeah. I'm you sure just it's get been me taken, but I'm going to buy it. <laughs> And um, just thanks again for listening. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Wise Pranker or on Facebook and Instagram at Stephen Housewrath. Thanks again, and we'll hear you next time. Bye.